EMS1.com is the number one online resource for the EMS community and authoritative voice in pre-hospital care. Our members enjoy access to exclusive content from top EMS educators and physicians, award-winning e-newsletters, original video series, member-only product discounts, access to free continuing education courses, and much more. If you're an EMS and not a member of EMS1, join the community for free today. Just go to ems1.com backslash registration. That's ems1.com backslash registration to become a member. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Here we go. Once again, we're going inside EMS and this is an exciting show. And I got to tell you, I am excited. This is my excited face, but no one has a better excited face than my co-host and friend, my buddy, Kelly Grayson. KG, what's going on? Oh man, I'm, I'm rolling and it's, it's nice to be sitting here next to you. I, I got to say, you smell terrific. You know, you say that what all the time. I just what is mean, that you're wearing? Is that just, Sex Panther? No, actually, it's uh, it's, uh, it's, it's Eau out, de Toilette. Yeah, uh, outlawed in 67 countries because it's just that good. It is. I'm going to have to send you some. real Panther. I'm going to have to send you one for Christmas, so just give me your address and world famous pick it's, in Louisiana. It's the pheromones, Chris. It I, is. I, I, I just want to kiss you. I just can't help it. But you and I are here <laughs> at the St. Elizabeth Emergency Services Conference at the Cincinnati Marriott, just across the river from the Queen City of Cincinnati here in Covington, Kentucky. My third year here and your second year, and I got to tell you, man, it, it seems that this is getting bigger and bigger. We kind of talked about it on a couple shows, and, uh, you know, it's really great to be back again. It's growing. It's growing. And uh, Joshua has gotten a, uh, a murderer's row of, of uh, EMS talent here to, to talk at this, uh, with the exception of you and me, of course. But it we'll is talk the, more about that. It is the who's who <laughs> of EMS here. And, you know, speaking of which, we have uh, Josh Ishmael here with us. And he is kind of the, uh, the guru. He's kind of the guy who put this together. You know, when we think about putting together an EMS, it can't be hard, Kelly, can it? it can't oh, be. no. It's no. got to be pretty easy. No. What do you think? It takes you know, a weekend? Uh, two uh, weekends the most? Yeah. Yeah, at most. Right before the conference starts. You know, a couple of weeks of hard work before the conference. You know, once you've got all your cats herded, yeah, it, it should be pretty easy to pull off. Well, I don't think it's pretty easy, <laughs> but here's the guy who's doing it. Josh, I want to thank you for joining us on Inside EMS. You know, Kelly and I have been talking about this conference a couple times now, and we are truly impressed with the way that this conference has come together, with the way that you've put it together, the way that it's grown over the years. And maybe for the folks who don't know you, just give them a little bit about who you are and uh, talk about your position. And then we want to ask you a little bit about what goes into developing a conference of this size. Yeah, Chris, Kelly, thanks for having me on here for the podcast. And uh, my name is Josh Ishmael, and I am the EMS coordinator for the St. Elizabeth Healthcare System here in Northern Kentucky. So education is a big part of my job and you know I had a vision in 2015 that I wanted to bring high quality education to Cincinnati in a big way something that had never been done to this capacity before but you invited us anyway hey and I applaud you for that you're welcome and, and the people keep coming back so you're doing something right that's the worst part about being face to face with Kelly Grayson is I can't mute him <laughs> in between questions so we're gonna to have to just kind of do that so I just want to go ahead and for the record in Herman Melville's book Moby Dick and no Kelly Moby Dick is not a venereal disease 
Call me Ishmael. That has nothing to do with you or your family, right? Most famous opening line ever. Nope. We've traced that back to the 14th century, and I just cannot find a connection. Okay. All right. Awesome. So, you know, we kind of started off. We talked about, you know, this conference. And, you know, you, you say that your job is education. But what was, the, what was the genesis for this three years ago, and how did this come about? So when I took the job as EMS coordinator here for the health system, uh, I, I took a step back and said, you know what, as a frontline EMS provider here in the, in the greater Cincinnati metro, what's missing and how can I be a part of the solution? And I think we can all agree that uh, fire training is pretty plentiful and you can find, you can find quality fire training just about uh, anywhere. But when it comes to 80% of our business, it's EMS. And, and really, I, I just felt... You know, across the country, not even in, in just greater Cincinnati, but real quality EMS education can be a little more sparse or hard to come by. And I, I wanted to be a part of the solution, be aggressive. Uh, the health system executives su support us. And, you know, this is year number three, and we, we couldn't be happier with the, the turnout, the speaker lineup. It's really turned out to be quite the event. I kind of uh, wandered through the exhibit hall on my way down here and, uh, uh, gazing avariciously at all the wares displayed there, you got a you got a pretty nice list of vendors there as well in the exhibit hall. You got to excuse Kelly; he swallowed a dictionary. <laughs> we'll have to look that word up later, folks. It means longingly. Chris. I know what it means. I know what it means. <laughs> it means desirous. Do you have a question, or do we just move no, on? No, no, I, I don't really have a question other than the fact that. Uh, so, Joshua, how do you identify the talent you want? speaking at the conference yeah, how do you seek so these people out that's a good question and you know you know this event is a, it's a two-day event but folks realize there's 12 months of planning that goes into this and um the health system allows me to travel a little bit and, and go to some of the more national stages and uh, I, I get the, a chance to be a student every once in a while and i just kind of sit back in the back take notes and you know this a, a, a speaker you know sticks out in my mind and i just Make it a point to, to reach out, get a, swap some contact information, and bring them all here to, to Northern Kentucky. And you know, word of mouth does a lot. Reputation says a lot. And uh, one of our goals here was just to bring the best and brightest talent from from all corners of the country. Yeah, and there is a who's who of speakers here. And you know, I saw Brett Myers today. Chris Call is here. Some guy named Kelly Grayson, Kenny Navarro, Amy Eisenhower, Jeff Jarvis. You know, so Dr. Peter Antevi is going to be here as well. So you've kind of grown over the past three years. The first year that you were here, how many people attended compared to how many people are here for this third year? Yep, so year number one, uh, we're still trying to find our way. Even three years into it, we're, we learn something new every year. Um, the first year we had around 125 people. This year we're sticking around 215. So mm -hmm. the trajectory is moving in a positive fashion. So I, I think we're doing something right. And really, when this conference is over, We'll take about a five-week hiatus, and then we will yeah. start planning for 2019. So we're going to say 2019, 500 people, Kelly. Can we get 500 people? Yeah, let's shoot for 500 people. I will pimp it on social media uh, and until people uh, until people either tired of hearing me talk about it or Kelly's or, the uh, pimp. Up. He's That's the pimp. It. Pimping ain't pimp. easy. We know that pimping yeah. ain't easy. It's hard out there on a pimp, man. <laughs> I mean, that's good, man. So 250, that's really a great uh, great number. We'll shoot for 500 for the next time. But So now as you start to think about the logistics, you take five weeks off and then you hit it again. 
and you're a pretty, let's say, I don't like to use the word anal retentive, but let's say detail-oriented. <laughs> you're a detail-oriented kind of guy. And do you have like a, a, a process that goes in the first quarter we're doing this, second quarter? I mean, so how do you stay so organized to get a conference of this magnitude set up? Yeah, so the first step is really, uh, you know, reaching out and getting a call for abstracts to uh, start attracting the talent. And then we put a committee together, you know, it's a, it's a team of many. And we just start going through the talks, selecting which ones we want. And then uh, there's lots of contracts that have to get drafted and signatures and honorariums. There's, there's all those pieces as well. And then we start looking to vendors uh, to help support these big these big events because, as, as you guys know, they certainly get costly pretty quick. So it, it really never stops, and there's always a task to be done. And, you know, it's well worth it at the end when, when the speakers – you know, they get to network, they may learn something new, they're sitting in on the lectures as well, and when the students come out uh, real enthusiastic and kind of on an educational high, it, it takes all the work, all the 12 months of planning really makes it worth it. You know, I've, I've noticed you've kind of got the, you've hit all the, checked all the boxes for Excellent EMS Conference. you got a fabulous venue overlooking the, the river here and Cincinnati Bengals Stadium across the river, and uh, you've got a great slate of speakers, and uh, the food at lunch was awesome. Um, what part of a conference do you think really drives the attendance? What do people show up at a conference for? Is it for the uh, exhibitors, the fellowship, the, the quality of the content, or some combination of the three? Yeah, I think it is certainly a combination. I think the the, the speakers, the presenters is probably one of the largest drivers, um, certainly. And then hot topics. What, what topics are they talking about? It might not be a well-known nationally slated speaker, but if he's got a topic that is really hot uh, in the EMS industry as a whole, I think people are going to certainly show up for that. And you really cannot put a price tag on the networking. Uh, later on tonight, we're going to have a little social event uh, just a couple blocks down the road where everybody can kind of unwind after a long day of education and really, the networking is where the magic's at because that's yeah. where the relationships get born. And some of these relationships turn into lifelong friendships, probably like Chris and, and yourself. Kelly, what do you say? I don't know that we're friends, but you know we have a good tolerating relationship. How about that? <laughs> no, of course we are friends. And we have a lot of mutual respect for each other, or at least he has for me. So, you know, one of the things, Josh, I think is, is important here is when we think about you, – you said something I think was very important – that this isn't just the names of EMS that are here. If somebody has a great topic, they're able to come and, and kind of start the process of becoming a national speaker regionally, locally. So for the people who are out there, when you talk about you know sending in an abstract that they may have a class that could be interesting, how do they get in touch and how do they consider being part of this conference? Yeah, I think uh, you know there's a, a saying out there that says, be anything but predictable. And uh, if you you got a topic, you know, the ones that get the most attention sometimes are, are the ones that, uh, you know, haven't been talked about before, maybe controversial, which is good. I think debate and education is certainly good. It challenges both the, the speaker and the and the student. But, you know, the, the networking piece, you, you, we can't, we can't um, forget about how important that is. And really, I've had Dan, Dan Batesy here from Vermont. And, uh, you know, he, he's real big on mentoring and, and bringing mm -hmm. up the next generation. And, you know, as a, as a young guy in EMS myself, he's come to me multiple times and go, Josh, you ever want to come to Vermont or you, you want to get on a speaking tour? I'll help you out. And I think 
I think that's that's important. The guys that have been around the business for a long time looking to mold these younger guys like myself because we're, we're the next generation. I think a lot of it is just picking each other up um, and, and, and helping, you know, the next generation, et cetera. So. You know, that's one of the my observations from attending a lot of EM, EMS conferences every year is, is you see so many people that, that tend to gravitate toward the large regional or the large national conferences every year, and that's their one vacation trip. Uh, but it's been my experience that when you go to those conferences, not all of them, but some, you go to those conferences, what you hear is not all that controversial, uh, and it's not all that new. It's not all that fresh. It's, it's, it's EMS that you got uh, at a regional conference a year and a half or two years before. Um, I know that for myself and a lot of other EMS speakers, we will try our new topics out at these regional conferences, and and you get the fresh stuff right then when it, when it's still cutting edge and controversial. And and uh, I applaud you guys for for cultivating that sort of atmosphere. Um, but that's the that's the thing you get from this kind of conference. So, what kind of hot topics can we see here at the Saint Elizabeth conference this year? Yeah, I think, and this is unfortunate, just the state of society as it is today, but uh, active shooter, yeah. uh, certainly a hot topic. Community paramedicine, you know, it's still evolving even as we go into 2019. Pediatric emergency medicine. Uh, Chris said earlier, Peter Antevi and some of his crew is going to be here. We've, we've got to change the way we think about pediatric emergencies and cardiac arrest. There's a lot of good data out there. Uh, good topic that, that we tend to shy away from because we're scared of it. So I think Peter Antevi is is really trying to you know create a paradigm shift in EMS and even into the hospitals. Um, Jeff Jarvis is also going to be here speaking about airway and delayed sequence innovation and you know just because we've been doing things forever and ever may not mean it's right or best for the patient. So you got these up and comers, these researchers that are always thinking and. That's a good thing. There's not, there hasn't been enough research in EMS probably over the past few decades, and I think today it's safe to say that is changing for the better. So. You know, one of the things that we think about is when, you know, we talk about controversy in our, in our lectures, and I want to get your opinion about this because, you know, I think Kelly Grayson, you can be controversial. I think Chris Sabalera, you could be controversial. But when you have somebody who's coming in maybe as a first-time speaker, and they're going to be controversial, does their lack of reputation really come across as positive controversy, or do people look at those new instructors to say, who the heck is this guy? Yeah. I think that's fair. Kelly, you want to comment on that? I, I think part of it is, uh, yes, the, they are viewed with a little more skepticism uh, if they're not a, a well-known name. But on the other hand, if, if their data is good enough to... to to carry it off, and then their presentation style is good enough to carry it off. That's how a star is born. You know, that's you get someone that really uh, rocks the house at one of these small regional conferences and says something new and fresh that they haven't heard before. Um, you're going to be seeing that guy or that girl uh, at national conferences saying that, doing their stick in a year or two. Um, that's just how they uh, how we identify the best and the brightest among us. Yeah, and I think you bring up a good point. The point is that if you're going to be controversial, prove it. Don't just say yeah. it. And uh, if you can prove it, then stand by it, even if you're going to tick people off. And uh, But, Josh, I mean, are you going to give people this forum for the opportunity to be controversial if they can prove it and bring that, you know, bring that new thought, bring that new topic 
bring that new energy to a conference like this. Yep, I, I think this is certainly the best venue for it. Uh, if anything, we owe it to the communities that we go home and serve uh, every day. Uh, I think it's it begs the question that, that we don't do enough critical thinking, maybe. And, uh, you know, controversy, I think, can be very good. It challenges the speaker. It challenges the instructors, the students, and it just forces us to think. We may not agree with what, what the other guy has to say, but we should at least kind of take a step back, analyze it, and maybe broaden our horizons a little bit. I don't think anybody loses um, when we can think outside the box and have disagreements. I think it's all healthy. You know, Kelly, he brings up the topic of it begs the question. You're a man that knows about begging. So <laughs> I just, no, I don't have a joke here. I mean, I don't have a topic here. I just, just have a joke. Just a gratuitous insult. It is. Just like we've known, come to know and love from That's Chris. Right, exactly. And Kelly stuck another big word in there to look up later. Gratuitous. Just well, gratuitous is pretty easy. Come on. Let's not make that look. I mean, we do have that gratuitous. It means over the top. Chris. I know what it means. Thank you very much. Kelly. In addition to, it's kind of like lanyard. So, Kelly, you are teaching today. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've got a class here tomorrow. What is it that you're going to be bringing these folks here in uh, Cincinnati? I'm going to be talking about pediatric pucker factor. Uh, and speaking of pucker factor, I'm talking about pediatric assessment and resuscitation at a conference where Peter Antevy is talking. Yeah, how's that um, going to go for you? Uh, I'm going to be pimping Peter Antevy and sucking up to him shamelessly. That's what I'm going to be doing because the man knows his business and he and he he puts good points out there. So. I'm going to hopefully make some of those points without stealing his thunder too much. Uh, and then immediately after that, I'm going to be doing uh, ramen noodles, emesis basins, and looking sexy at 3 a.m., how to, how to do EMS for fun and profit. It's a little lighter, lighter-hearted. I wouldn't even call it a lecture. It's more or less a, a stand-up comedy routine where I get to say offensive things under the guise of humor. That's <laughs> it. So, I mean, who wrote the humor for you? I mean, I don't know that that's... Well, it, it certainly wasn't you. Well, thank you very much for playing. <laughs> so the ribbings go both sides, ladies and gentlemen. They go both sides. So, Josh, when we think, do you already have dates for next year's conference already? Or are you, or are you trying to figure that out now? We do, and it all goes back to planning and the details again. So our fourth annual conference, uh, the dates are set. It is going to be November 21st and 22nd of 2019. And we may be building a pre-conference in on the on November 20th. We're still looking at the details there. Our goal is to keep it fresh, keep it relevant, you know, not make it the same old conference every year. Always add an element of surprise. I think the audience appreciates that. And with that, you know, if we keep doing that, I think numbers like 500 in the next few years probably aren't too far off. And that excites me and the region tremendously. That sounds really good. You know, Kelly... Well, you, you travel around a lot, and you, you speak at a lot of conferences. I think you talk about you travel almost 200 days a year mm -hmm. to uh, speak at conferences. And, you know, Josh talked a little bit about the mentorship of the new presenters that are coming mm -hmm. behind us. One of the things that I've found, and I'd like to get your opinion on it, is it seems that the people who are doing conferences on a regular basis are kind of doing it, and they're, and they're wanting those positions. They're not taking those new uh, presenters under their wing because they don't want to lose the opportunity maybe of speaking at, at those conferences i mean do you see that or am i kind of off the mark here a little bit or, or what's your thought i i think there's an element of that uh present in in the speakers community but i don't really think it's that big i i think that the the people who have been here for a while uh and uh do this well, uh, welcome new talent in the group. Ultimately, when it comes down to is this, um, people like Joshua book people with a good topic or they 
book people with a good style or both. Um, and if you have a good topic and you have a, an engaging speaking style, you're going to get business. And you don't have to necessarily compete with Chris Ceballero or Jeff Jarvis or Peter Antevi or Paul Pepe or any of the rest of them. If you've got a good shtick, people will, will be receptive to it and, and you'll get booked. I'm not as good at pimping myself, actually, as, as a lot of people are. I get turned down for a lot of conferences, believe it or not. Um, and there are some people that have a pretty good stick that are really, really good at, at selling themselves, and, and they get a lot of business. I think it's how hard you, you're willing to work uh, and how tough your skin is, because you're going to get told no a lot. Well, Josh, go ahead and give us your final thoughts about the St. Elizabeth Emergency Services Conference Year 3 and kind of pitch that to the next, uh, for November 21st and 22nd of next year, for those people who are interested in coming, as well as those people who may be interested in speaking. Yep, so we'll be taking abstracts here shortly, probably around November. And, you know, this year we've got 48 talks. Next year, um, we're probably going to be real close to that number. And, you know, this it's been fantastic. I, I can't thank the leadership at St. Elizabeth enough for believing in pre-hospital care, for believing in EMS and what that means. Uh, they've really shown every day, even with this conference's evidence, uh, that EMS is a, a, a important part of the healthcare puzzle. And um, I'd be happy to, to get in touch with anybody who's looking to maybe speak, spread their wings, get started, or even a veteran uh, that, that would like to come to Cincinnati and show us their spiel. So thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Next year... A dual class with Chris Subalero and Kelly Grayson. What do you think? I think Cincinnati may be able to handle that. The EMS cage match. <laughs> <laughs> the cage match. That's right. The MMA cage match. One speaker go. Two speakers go in. Only one comes out. And you're, the EMS Thunderdome. That's what we'll call it. EMS Thunderdome. How about that? I keep forgetting every time we're face-to-face -face exactly how much bigger you are than I am. So <laughs> I, I probably will be the one that doesn't come out. So. Come on by and support. But, Josh, I want to thank you for joining us on Inside EMS. And, Kelly, I think it's time to put a wraps on another show. Hey, that's uh, it's been a pleasure being here. If you're a speaker, um, be on the lookout for Call for Abstracts for the 2019 conference. If you're a EMS practitioner uh, in the tri-state area or even further out, it's well worth your time. Uh, sign us up and, and be here next year at the 2019 conference. And for myself, co-host Chris Ceballero, and our guest this time, Joshua Ishmael, thanks for tuning in to Inside EMS. We'll catch you guys next week.